Welcome to the Carrots and Cake Podcast. I'm your host, Tina Hopper, an FDN practitioner, author, mom, and IBD advocate. Tune in each week for real-life advice and strategies for becoming your happiest and healthiest self, all while thriving in the gray area. Trust me when I say, you can have your carrots and cake too. Hello, and welcome to the next episode of the Carrots and Cake Podcast. This is another solo episode, and I have my iced coffee, and I have my hopefully sleeping pug who will not want to sit on my lap, but I'm ready to chat with you guys about blood work and maybe why your doctor has run blood work, you get the results back, everything is quote unquote normal, but you still feel like crap, you're still having symptoms. And this topic comes from my own personal experience, 100%, because I went through that for years and years, as well as working with one-on-one clients and even my group coaching clients inside Fit and Fueled. And I can't tell you how many discovery calls I've had with potential clients where they say, you know, everything looked normal on my blood work. Um, My TSH was normal. My fasting glucose was normal, you know, all these normal markers, but then they tell me about their symptoms and I'm like, "Mm, I don't know if this sounds quote unquote normal. And I'm going to talk about some of those reasons why you might be getting these non-answers from your doctors or at least like dead ends. And that was always the thing that kind of made me crazy with my experience. So let me let me share that a little bit. Um, if you don't know my history here, my medical history, we'll get into it. Um, if, you, if you followed me from the blog days, thank you. You probably know some of this story already, but I figured I'd just give you the short and sweet version just so you know where I'm coming from. And some of this might actually resonate with you. Um, if you are this woman who is kind of spinning her wheels, or maybe your doctor makes you feel dumb for asking for blood work. Um, I actually had a client say that to me. Um, She wanted hormone testing from her doctor and her doctor just made her feel so dumb for even just asking for that blood work, which is very, very frustrating in my mind, because I think if you want this information, you should be able to have it. So I'll talk about that too. Anyway, so my story, um, I... I have a history of being on hormonal birth control. I started the pill when I was in college. They were just giving it away for free in college. All you had to do is just have an exam with a doctor and they would just give you the pill. And, you know, being 18 and very, very sheltered at that point in life, I didn't know much about the pill besides it would help potentially clear up my acne and it would prevent me from getting pregnant. So those were like the two selling points for getting on the pill. I didn't know anything else about the pill. And, you know, the doctor didn't say a word about any of the symptoms, side effects, anything like that. It was just, here's your pill pack, take this. And I took the pill for 14 years. I mean, I just took it. I mean, it was just part of what I did. And it's funny looking back at those years, all of the symptoms that I had hormonally probably related to the pill. Um, I just didn't realize, like, I honestly had no clue any of it could have been related to the pill. I mean, that's a whole new (laughs) soapbox and episode for a different day. My whole point is I was on the pill until we decided to try for a baby. I got pregnant pretty much right away. And then after I had my son, Quinn, I went back on the pill and my experience going back on the pill was not great. I just felt 
like a crazy person. Um, the symptoms were so much worse as far as like heavy periods. I was getting migraines. I had never gotten a migraine in my entire life. Um, I was still getting acne. It didn't really help that much. And I think mood wise, anxiety wise, like that was like the big thing. And I've told this story before. I remember I was at the kitchen counter, um, washing dishes or at the kitchen sink, washing dishes. And my husband, Mal walked behind me. And I just remember being annoyed at his presence that he simply existed. And I just remember, remember thinking, this is not normal. I love my husband. <laughs> like, why am I so annoyed that he exists? And at that point, I was done. I was done with the pill. I didn't want to play that game anymore. And I tried IUDs and stuff like that over the years, but same thing. I just was still having symptoms and not feeling my best. But, you know, coming off the pill and having hormonal imbalance, I would go to my primary care. I would go to my OBGYN. I wanted them to run blood work to figure out what the heck was going on. You know, what was going on with my hormones? Like they just seemed like such a mess. I had every single hormonal symptom. I swear. Like if there's a list of 40 symptoms, I think I had every single one. It was madness. I really just did not feel my best. I was cranky pants. Um, I had gained weight. My breasts were sore all the time. I had those headaches that was making me crazy because I just wasn't that person. I didn't get headaches. So I was like, why do I have headaches? Why do I have anxiety all the time? Like I just felt awful. <laughs> Anyways, my point here, I'm getting to the point um, is that, yeah, my doctors ran the blood work. Um, it would come back. Everything was normal. And I just couldn't believe it. I was like, what do you mean it's normal? I feel like crap. I'm getting the night sweats. My my hair is falling out. Like I just didn't understand. I just didn't understand how everything could be normal, but I still felt horrible. And at that point, that was kind of the start of this whole journey. That was um, the summer of 2017. And that's where I was like, you know what? I'm going to take this into my own hands and figure it out myself. And that's where I went really deep on the hormones. I think I bought every single hormone book out there. And really, I just pieced it together for myself. I was like, I don't want to live like this anymore. And I think that's part of the reason why I'm so passionate about helping women, especially with the hormone stuff, because it can make you miserable. It really, really can. And like I said, I felt like a crazy person. I knew this wasn't me. The mood swings, the impatience, the rage, like none of that was me. And I knew that. So I just knew I wanted to get better. But I wasn't getting the answers that I wanted to. And also coming from the autoimmune ulcerative colitis front, same thing. You guys probably know that story. And if you don't, I've struggled with UC since 2011. And same thing, blood work, normal. Everything was normal. It just drove me nuts. You know what I mean? So um, I just wanted to come on here today and just, just talk about like why you might not be getting answers from blood work and then what to do about it. And I think some of the main reasons why you're just not getting answers is number one here is the lab reference ranges. So the reference ranges that you're seeing on your lab work. So if something is high or something is low, it's just out of that range. Those reference ranges, they're not necessarily optimal ranges and they're really, really wide. So if you're looking at those ranges, those are conventional ranges that, you know, the conventional medical system uses and, you know, they're determined by highs and lows within the population. So this includes healthy people and not healthy people. So you're going to have the upper limit and the lower limit included with those metrics or those um, results as far as your blood work goes. And they don't reflect what is 
optimal. And that's what we do over here in the functional space. We're really trying to get you into those optional ranges. And those are a lot more narrow. And I think if you're running this blood work and everything is quote unquote normal and you don't feel your best, you really should be aiming for optimal. And an example of this is like the thyroid ranges for like TSH. Um, in the functional space, like we don't want to see them higher than like two or 2.2, but I've seen doctors say four is normal. I've seen doctors say 5.5 is normal. I had a client that was 6.2 and her doctor said, wait and see. <laughs> and I don't know about you, but I don't want to wait and see if something is really out of range like that. I mean, like, are you just waiting till it gets so bad that you need medication or surgery? I don't know. That doesn't sound like a good game plan to me. And I mean, with the thyroid stuff like TSH, it's giving you a clue what's going on, but like, really, you need the full panel. So if your TSH is a little bit out of range, that's where I'd probably push back Um on your, or out of the functional range, I would push back on your doctor and ask for some more testing. And we'll talk about that too, like how to get what you need. And then another reason you're maybe getting non-answers from blood work or a lot of these dead ends where like you get the blood work back and your doctor just doesn't do anything. They're just like, cool, see you next year for your annual. <laughs> That's really frustrating too. Been there for that as well. Um, but what's common isn't normal. And what I mean by this, especially for women in perimenopause, um, I just, again, I hear this from prospective clients and clients that, you know, weight gain and feeling tired and um, having low energy and um, low motivation. And um, a lot of these things that come with aging, quote unquote, come with aging. It's very common, like a lot of women deal with hormonal imbalance in perimenopause. They start to lose their hair. Um, their skin is a lot drier, you know, all of this. Like a lot of those are common symptoms. You might hear it from your girlfriends, your sisters, your aunts, your moms, you know, like a lot of women experience this, but it doesn't mean it's normal and it doesn't mean it's good for you or your body. And a lot of times, like I was saying with these lab reference ranges, like you're in this big, wide range for lab work. And if you're not feeling your best and your body is not feeling its best, like you really want to aim for those more optimal ranges. And the thing about this common, but not normal is that, you know, if you're experiencing symptoms, they didn't just pop up overnight. It likely has taken many, many years, maybe even decades for your body to start speaking to you through these symptoms. And I think symptoms tell you a lot and it tells you that something is wrong. So even if your doctor is kind of like blowing it off or this is just part of aging, oh, you're exhausted, you're a mom. Of course you're exhausted. I just don't like that answer. I've never liked these answers. Like mm, you just have to live with it. It's part of getting older. Um, just not a fan of that. So that's another reason why, you know, maybe your blood work looks normal, but you don't feel normal. And then also, I think with blood work, a lot of times you're missing the full picture, like you're getting some data and some answers there. But a lot of times I do think it requires some further investigation. And that's what I was saying about the TSH. A lot of doctors will run TSH for you, but TSH is the signal from the brain to your thyroid. Like that's all the information that you're getting from that one marker. You're not 
you don't know how much thyroid hormone your body is producing. And then you don't know if that thyroid hormone is in the active form. And if it is in the active form, like, is it actually getting to the cells? So there's a lot of things that you need to know as far as like how the thyroid is working and if it's optimally working. And a lot of times doctors just leave you with dead end. So um, again, just, you know, a little, little pushback if you need to, um, when it comes to working with your doctor. Um, and I'm going to talk about right now why it's important to advocate for yourself. And hopefully this lights a fire under your butt to get what you need, because I was definitely that woman at one point in my life where I was really nervous and hesitant to question anything that my doctor said. And Doctors, they're wonderful. I'm not poo-pooing them. I think we need doctors. We need medications. We need that system of care for sure. Like I don't discount that in any way, but you know, doctors are not God. <laughs> they know a lot. They're very, very smart. Um, I don't think I'm smarter than the average doctor out there. That's not what I'm saying. We just have very different approaches, but I think you should be able to have a conversation with your doctor. You should trust them. You should respect them. Um, and you should be able to push back and ask questions if you feel like something is wrong. And what I tell our clients all the time is there are good doctors and bad doctors. There are good car mechanics and bad car mechanics. There are good hairdressers and bad hairdressers. There are good Starbucks baristas and bad <laughs> Starbucks baristas. My whole point is some doctors are awesome. They'll run the blood work. They'll take the time with you. They'll make sure you are working towards good health. And then there's other doctors that you get 10 minutes with them. They give you vague answers and non-answers and send you on your way. And you don't feel any better leaving their office. And you don't feel like you have a plan to work towards good health. Um, and like I was saying, there's a lot of doctors that will blow you off and even get defensive when you start asking them questions. So we're going to talk about a th few things that you can actually do because I I have lived this for sure, my own experience. Um, but again, working with clients and just really helping them advocate for themselves. So here are a few reasons why it is important to advocate for yourself. I mean, number one, like your feelings, your symptoms of unwellness are real. They're not in your head. That's another thing that makes me crazy is that doctors attribute symptoms to being in your head or something like that. And you know, blood work and other medical tests, they don't always fully capture what's going on or that spectrum of symptoms and experiences that you are having. So it's really important for you to speak up for yourself and give your doctor as much detail as possible. And I think the more details, the more symptoms you have, the better. And if you're somebody that's nervous going into a doctor's office, again, I have been there too, not pointing fingers or anything like that. But have a printout of what you're looking for or have questions written down so you're ready to go. I think just even having that piece of paper in your hand can help feel or help you feel more empowered. I mean, you could even put it on the notes app on your phone, you know, whatever makes sense for you. Um, but don't chicken out. <laughs> I think that's the huge thing because I was always, especially talking about like hormonal symptoms. I remember going into doctor's offices and having a piece of paper with all my questions and maybe asking two or three, four of them, but there was a few that felt like embarrassing or uncomfortable. And maybe just the way the conversation went, I didn't feel confident enough to ask my doctor, you know, these questions. And I remember leaving and, you know, just feeling 
shame. You know, I didn't ask that question. I didn't get that answer. And again, I was just left with non-answers and just feeling bad that I didn't get what I wanted because I chickened out and I didn't ask those questions. So just encouraging you to go in there prepared um, and, you know, putting on your big girl panties to ask these questions and get the answers that you need. And I think if you have a good doctor, they'll take the time with you. They'll answer your questions. Um, and, you know, if they don't know or they need to refer you out, I mean, that's that's something that's possible, too, because, you know, if you're going to your primary care doctor, they might need to refer you to an endocrinologist if you have major hormonal issues or something like that, which I think is totally fine. I know it's like another step and another appointment and all of that. But, you know, sometimes they know what's best in that situation. And maybe a specialist is more what you need. But same goes for going with the specialist. Go in there with your questions, with your confidence and your big girl panties and and make it happen. Um, the other reason it's important to advocate for yourself, especially when you're getting quote unquote normal blood work, is a lot of times, like I was saying, it's an incomplete picture of what's going on. And you know that blood test isn't going to detect every single health issue or imbalance. Um, but I do think your symptoms are a big clue for what's going on. And I say this to clients all the time. I'm like, you don't need to run the functional test. You don't need to run the blood work. I mean, I think your symptoms and how you feel is going to give you a lot of information, but the blood work and the testing is just going to give you more of a direct <laughs> approach and more data to go off of. So you're not spinning your wheels and not totally winging it. But it's not to say that you can't start improving your health and your hormones without the testing. Because when I started on my journey with hormonal imbalance, I bought 1 million books and just started educating myself and reading. And now there's so many resources out there, so many books on hormones, podcasts on hormones, um, free guides, free information. There's so much out there. So it's not to say that you can't start working towards your health and wellness and more you know, balanced hormones or whatever you're looking for. Um, but you know, the testing can be helpful as far as just having a direct path, a direct path and kind of a plan of attack. Just needed a sip of iced coffee <laughs> since I'm just talking nonstop. But I guess that's what a podcast is. Anyways. <laughs> Um, and then also another reason why I think it's important to advocate for yourself is this idea of like early detection, like that wait and see stuff oh, makes me mental. I had a client, another client who, um, she had, she definitely had thyroid stuff going on. And she was one of those people where her TSH was actually in the normal range, but she had, um, a goiter on her neck because her thyroid was so out of whack. And she had all of the symptoms of, um, thyroid or low thyroid or something going on with her thyroid. Her biggest one was that she couldn't sleep. Like she was really, really struggling with sleep, but because her TSH was in the normal range and a lot of her blood work was in the normal range, her doctor a hundred percent said, let's just wait and see. And immediately in my head, I was like, I don't want to wait and see with this because like, I don't want you to have Hashimoto's in a few months here, a few months, few years, however long I was like, let's figure out what's going on here. So if you're somebody that's getting normal blood work, but you have all the symptoms of like low thyroid or um, insulin resistance or GI issues or something like that, you don't want to wait until it becomes some sort of like 
chronic condition or autoimmune disease. So that's a really important reason to push back just for that early detection. Because yeah, if you have these underlying symptoms and they're not being addressed, like it really can progress into something worse. Um, and of course, um, especially with like perimenopause and, you know, we work with a lot of women in this stage of life, like the more you can do now for your health, the better the transition to menopause is going to be. And I mean, I know we hear all the stories and the horror stories about menopause and, you know, you have these terrible hot flashes and you can't sleep and you have rage and anxiety and you gain all this belly fat and all this weight. Um, you know, there's so many bad things that happen in menopause, but I think if you can take control of your health now and really start to feel your best and deal with some of these imbalances now, you're going to feel so much better as you transition into your late forties and your fifties and beyond. So again, I think it is important as far as early detection goes and like not waiting and seeing how things play out. And then finally, the last reason here is why it's important to advocate for yourself is simply like quality of life. Like if you feel like crap, you shouldn't feel like crap every single day. Like you can feel well every single day. You can feel energized and happy and balanced and motivated every single day. And you should. And it makes me nuts when doctors just say, it's part of life. You just have to live with it. I mean, when I was dealing with all of my, um, <laughs> this is another story, but we'll, we'll do the cliff notes. So, um, it was a few years ago now, but I had this like phlegm, like stuck in my lungs and like this cough. Um, and every single morning I would wake up and just cough up phlegm. It was so gross. And, Long story short, it ended up being a fungus in my lungs, but one of the first doctors that I saw um, basically gave me a steroid inhaler and was like, just take this for the rest of your life. <laughs> and I was like, I don't want to take a steroid inhaler for the rest of my life. Like, let's figure this out. But my quality of life, hacking up phlegm every single morning, sometimes multiple mornings, I'd be at CrossFit and have to excuse myself to go to the bathroom in the middle of a workout and just hack up some phlegm. Like quality of life was not great. And I don't think you should have to live with stuff like this. Same with like the hormonal imbalance. Like you shouldn't have to live like this. So just emphasizing that. And really at the end of the day, you know your body best. Like a doctor, very educated, very smart, knows how the body works. They know their anatomy know what medications to use. They are super duper smart, but they are not living in your body. They are not experiencing your symptoms. And you know best if you are feeling your best and if feeling like the best version of yourself. So um, again, just encouraging you to advocate for yourself and just remembering that your quality of life really matters and you really feel, should feel good every single day. And, you know, being 43, I'm headed into perimenopause. <laughs> I'm right there. Um, I feel the best I've felt in probably my whole life. Maybe, maybe as a kid, I felt really great and had a lot of energy and all that. But like right now in my adult life, for sure. And even thinking back to my 20s, I was like, yeah, I probably didn't feel awesome just because of all the hormonal imbalances I had. My 30s, I was a hot mess. I can tell you that I was just a disaster. And then my late 30s is really where it all fell apart. And I was the worst version of myself. Um, so anyways, just trying to say like, it's just really important to feel your best and you can feel your best. And I think that's a really important part of healing, weight loss, um, and just living your best life. Okay. So if you're somebody that's listening right now and you're like, all right, I'm ready. I'm ready to go to my doctor, you know, request some blood work, you know, have like a 
open conversation with them. I know I'm having symptoms. I want to feel better. Um, here are a few things that you can do as far as just getting what you need from your doctor. Um, of course, going in there, guns blazing <laughs> with your list of questions, maybe some tests that you want to run. I think that would really be helpful. There is some sort of like confidence behind having a game plan and maybe it written down on paper in some sort of capacity. Um, but I think the first one, or maybe the second one, in addition to that, is um, making sure your doctor is listening. And if your doctor isn't listening and you do feel like you're getting blown off or, you know, just shoot out of the office without, you know, getting answers is finding a new doctor. And this is important. This is really, really important. And I know it's, there's a little bit of hoop jumping, like looking for a new doctor, getting your insurance changed, like all of those details, but it really, really matters. And I think, you know, intuitively, if, you have a good doctor or bad doctor and, you know, ask friends, ask family, ask, you know, people at the gym or in your community, at your church, you know, who their doctor is, you know, a lot of times like people will give you good referrals and recommendations. Um, that's how I found my OBGYN. I asked somebody I went to the gym with um, and she's lovely. She's great. Um, but doing your best to find a new doctor. And yeah, it's going to take a little bit of legwork up front, but it is so worth it because yeah, if you have a doctor that's not doing what you want, um, not getting you answers, blowing you off, like it's just affecting you and your health and your doctor should not make you feel dumb. Like that kills me. I've had so many women say that when they ask for blood work or they ask for a full panel for their thyroid and their doctor just makes them feel crappy about it. So find a new doctor. The next would be, or the next thing that you can do is pay out of pocket for blood work. I know this is not like the best option. Again, this is going to depend on your insurance. There are some, you know, clients that we have that they have a huge deductible. They're going to have to pay out of pocket anyways for, you know, what they need. Um, but, you know, I guess, unfortunately, you know, to feel your healthiest self or feel your best self, you do have to pay for it. Um, you know, this goes back to functional testing and whatnot. You know, if you're not getting answers from blood work, you know, you might have to pay a little bit extra. I'm okay with that. My health really matters. Um, and you pay for what really matters to you. I mean, that's why I have multiple gym memberships that are very expensive. Um, but there are a lot of labs out there, Quest, um, LabCorp, Inside Tracker, Carrots and Cake, we can run blood work for you too. You know, send us a message if you want to do it. Um, but you can order your own blood work. And a lot of times you get the, or the, um, lab orders just emailed to you, you print them out and you bring them to a quest or a lab core where you get the blood work, um, or you get your blood drawn and then you get the report later, you know, you just get it emailed to you or whatnot. Um, but that can be a great way to get what you need as far as that data goes. And then the last thing I want to say about just getting what you need from your doctor is, you know, tell your doctor no one is listening, like really have like a heart to heart with them. And I always tell our clients, like play up your symptoms, like not that you're not that you need to lie or anything like that. But if you have low thyroid symptoms, tell them all the symptoms. This is another place where you could write it down on a piece of paper. You have low energy, you're gaining weight, you can't lose weight, you're cold all the time, your hair is falling out, you have dry skin, you have brain fog, you're not sleeping through the night. Like play up these symptoms, like write them all down and tell them all. Because the more information your doctor has, the more likely they're going to be to run the lab work and get what you need. And a lot of times they have to just like code it the right way. So I think 
think if you give them like the right symptoms, they can code it the right way. Insurance will cover it. You'll get what you need. Um, but I also just, I think it's just really important to be as open and honest with your doctor because, you know, they need information from you. So I just think it's really, really important. And, you know, if, you know, you're not getting what you need, I think it's important to really advocate for yourself in that position for sure. And just going back to what I was saying earlier, you know, you are the expert of your own body. And if something doesn't feel right, um, just keep pushing for answers. Like you deserve to feel healthy every single day. All right, guys, I guess that's what all that I have on the blood work front. Um, I did want to give you just a quick heads up that, you know, if you're in this boat, you're just spinning your wheels, you're not getting answers, like you feel like you're trying X, Y, and Z, nothing's working, you're adding random supplements, you're trying this diet, you're removing sugar, you know, you're eliminating gluten and dairy because you heard it's good for you. Um, you know, all, all of the crazy, I don't want to say crazy, but all of the different options out there. <laughs> <laughs> to get healthy and lose weight. Um, I just want to let you know that we are opening applications for one-on-one coaching on November 1st. So if you're somebody that's interested in working with our team, now would be the time to apply because if you are going to do the functional testing, it can take anywhere from four to eight weeks to complete it, have the lab send us your results for us to interpret those results and do our review session with you. Um, so if you want to hit the ground running after the holidays, you know, in January, um, now is the time to apply so we can do all this behind the scenes work because it can just take a little bit of time. And I think time-wise, it would be really great, you know, through the holidays, like you're doing the testing and everything, but, you know, you can still enjoy the holidays. Like I know how busy the holidays are. Um, I think financially, it makes a lot of sense too. It's hard to like, you know, invest in something um, like one-on-one -on -one coaching during the holidays when you're thinking about other people and gifts and things like that. Um, but doing it now, as far as making an investment in your health right now. So come January, this is like a present to yourself um, to get healthy, feel your best and start really the one-on-one -on -one coaching part of the program. So how it works is, you know, in those first few weeks after you sign up, we send the tests right to your house. You have to do them. Um, you have to put them in the mail. You have to send them to the lab. I mean, none of this is hard. It's all easy. You do it in the comfort of your own home. But just that process of, you know, doing the samples, sending them to the lab, and then the labs, it depends. Like sometimes they turn around a test in a week. It's lovely. Other times it's two weeks. Other times it's three weeks. So we do have to kind of wait on the labs and then getting us the data. Um, and then our FDNs will interpret, interpret the results from your test, um, give you information on what's going on in your body, um, because that's important. Like that's why we run these tests to know what is happening in your body, like what nutrients and minerals does your body need? Where is it deficient? You know, what hormones are out of balance? What is going on with your gut health and your immune function? And are you sensitive to gluten? Um, are there parasites or bacteria that's out of whack? So the tests that we run on our clients give us a ton of data, but we interpret all those results for you. We give you a decent amount of education to the point where we don't want to overwhelm you, but giving you enough education to 
you know, be your own advocate and empower yourself. And then also giving you that information. So you understand why you are doing certain things. Like why are you eating more soluble fibers? Why are you eating uh, more cruciferous veggies? Why are you consuming a potassium smoothie every single morning? So we give you more of that information and education just to help you be more consistent with your habits because you know, none of this is magical, um, but the more consistent you are and the better you do the basics consistently, the better results you're going to get. Um, and then once we have that interpretation for you, we create a protocol. So we give you specifics as far as what you should be eating, um, how to prioritize rest and stress reduction, um, what's going to be best as far as exercise. And then we might give you a little bit of supplementation, but we are not crazy supplementers just because coming from the other other side of things, as far as being a client and working with practitioners. Um, I've had practitioners give me 20 different supplements. Um, a client the other day said uh, a practitioner gave her 40 something supplements. Like that type of stuff is crazy. <laughs> in my opinion, like I used to have spreadsheets to order organize. Like when I was taking each supplement, like you take these, when you wake up, you take these mid morning, you take these at lunchtime. And that is crazy time. That is literally crazy. Like that was another layer of stress to my healing journey. And I don't think all those supplements did anything. I honestly think the food and the lifestyle is going to be much more of a dial mover than adding in a bazillion supplements. So my whole point with that is we might give you a little bit of supplement just to supplement what you are doing with your diet and lifestyle. Because sure, supplements can get you there a little bit faster as far as results go, and they can support and you know supplement what you are doing with your diet and lifestyle and support certain organs and tissues and systems in your body. So they're great for a lot of reasons. I just don't think they're magical. So my whole point was that we do have a protocol from our FDN training that we use, and we will be you know specific as far as our recommendations. And they're very personal. We are not cookie cutter over here. We don't have cookie cutter protocols. Every protocol we create is for that client and that their own situation. And that's why we're really big on gathering information and getting to know our clients really well. Um, because that was another thing, you know, it's probably come through in this podcast episode is that I felt like doctors weren't listening. They were blowing me off. And I think the reason why our approach here at Carrots and Cake is different is because of that experience. I felt so small and so unimportant in those doctor's appointments that I just don't want to do that to any woman who is struggling with her health. Like I want to do the exact opposite. I want to listen. I want to send them loads of kindness and love and obviously like support them in their journey. And that's why all of this matters so much to me. But once we have our your personalized protocol, um, we'll jump on a Zoom call with you. We'll go over your results. We'll go over what they mean and we'll go over your protocol. And then um, months two through six of your coaching experience or months two through six of your program is that coaching experience. And that's where you work with one of the coaches on my team one-on-one. -on -one. So that's why I was saying, you know, sign up now in November so we can do all this behind the scenes stuff, your protocol, review session, all that good stuff. So when January comes, you can really hit the ground running with your coach and start making those changes as far as your nutrition, your lifestyle. If there are supplements that you um, are going to take, you know, that could be when you start are adding all that in. Um, but January would really be the time that you focus on, you know, one-on-one -on -one coaching and really improving your health and your hormones and your gut health and your mineral status and your energy and all the things that we want for our clients. So 
Um, that's my spiel. Um, applications open on November 1st. Please apply. Once you apply, you'll get all the details about our programs and whatnot. You can also book a discovery call with me. I'm more than happy to chat with you about your own specific situation and just see if it's a good fit for the two of us. I mean, you know, obviously I want to work with you and help you feel better, but you also need to feel comfortable with that investment because it is time, money, energy. And if you do want the best possible results, you need to be all in and ready to go and change your health and lose weight and all that good stuff. So applications open November 1st, you know, get your stuff done now. So come January, you can really get going and make 2020, 20, 2024, what year is it? What is happening? 2024, your year. All right, guys. I am done rambling. I will add some of these details in the show notes here. I also have um, a little handout that you can print out and bring to your doctor's office um, with some of the tests that you might want to ask for. Again, this is very blanket, very broad, but can help get you going as far as just feeling more confident in that doctor's appointment. All right, guys, that's all I have for this episode. I'll see you on the next one.